Hi, everybody. Brian Davis here with the fellas. It's Longhorn Confidential time. Texas is getting ready to take on TCU. And guys, I want to just dive right into what we just listened to from the head football coach of the University of Texas. Steve Sarkeesian, I don't want to say that we got angry Sark today because he wasn't angry. He was not angry, but he was definitely dialed in. He was dialed in all the way. I really think that this statistic got his attention that TCU is seven and two against the Bevos the last nine years since they've been in the Big 12. Sark had a little bit of had a little bit of uh, he, he, sh- he tried the carrot. Now he's showing this team the stick and said, I want to go straight to you because I thought your question had the, a, a fascinating answer. Um, and I want you to talk a little bit about it. But just Steve Sarkeesian saying, I don't think we get the respect we, we deserve from our opponents. Yeah, I asked him, I said, how big uh, of an adversary is complacency? And he was like, we don't have room for complacency. We leave that at the door in our building. We are not getting the respect from our opponents. Now, had you beat up Arkansas, you'd probably be getting a little bit more respect. But you got punked in Fayetteville. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, they've responded very well. They blew out Rice, and they blew out Texas Tech, and now they get to exercise another demon. The little general is angry. He's wounded. Gary Patterson doesn't like flags planted that aren't TCU flags in the middle of Amon <laughs> Carter, and he is ready for a fight. I am so looking forward to this game. Absolutely. I mean, Kirk or Danny, what do do y'all make? What'd y'all make of his mentality today? Because I I, I think I thought it was big. You know, two two things for me. First, I think Steve is just better at these press conferences and some of the coaches we've gotten used to um, over these past couple of years. I think Charlie, for the most part, was really uncomfortable doing these media bits. And I thought Tom, you know, tried at times to just act smarter than be the smartest person in the room. And you let everyone know that he was the smartest person in the room. I think Steve kind of gets it a little bit more. I don't think he tries to give sound bias. I think he tries to be kind of direct to the point and just kind of, you know, say what he's feeling. So I kind of think he gets it. I don't know if that leads to a dial them mentality or something like that. You know, I, I don't necessarily buy what he said to, in response to Seth's response or Seth's question, just because, okay, you say that these, you know, these other teams don't respect you, but, We've sat in enough of these press conferences, including on Monday, where the players come in and say, oh, yeah, you know, we can't overlook these teams because this is their Super Bowl, um, which was said on Monday by at least one player when talking about, T- when talking about TCU. So, you know, I don't know if, you know, every team in the world thinks Texas is their Super Bowl and, you know, point to the Longhorn on your chest or people don't, don't respect Texas. I mean, whatever, you, I guess, whatever you guys say to pump up the guys in the locker room and, you know, get you in the right headspace. But I don't buy one, one or the other. I think it's just kind of a – coaching cliche and you know you at the end of the day you got to go out and play a you know 60 minute football game and you know be the winning team at the end of the day so you know whatever gets you to you know point b from point a i guess you know go ahead and say it but i wasn't buying what steve said today Kirk, no i bought it because i don't think he was mad that they aren't respected i think he was acknowledging the obvious it's reality they haven't done anything to earn respect and he said that so i mean I don't know how they would be complacent over beating Rice and Texas Tech, both at home. 
you know, two average to bad teams. So no, I think well, was- whoa, 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 whoa. You were all over me last last week about Texas Tech. You don't, you're not worried about Texas Tech. Remember you asked me that? And I said, no. Now all of a sudden you're calling them a bad team. Hey, you Casey, loving on Casey, Casey, are, are you prepared for the hate that you're going to get from Texas Tech? I think that came out of Kirk's. I think that was one of Kirk's questions. I'm sorry. I got to call you out on that. Doug. I said average to bad. I said average to bad team. Rice is bad. Tech is rice average. Is, yeah, rice is bad. I didn't say tech is bad. And I picked Texas to cover. No, okay. tech, tech is bad. Tech, tech is bad. Well, you got your backup quarterback after the, the starter gets a broken collarbone. The backup so, has this backup quarterback playing right now. Hey, hey. But he was a backup. But back to the original <laughs> question, I mean, what have they done to earn respect? They got nothing to be complacent about, do they? I don't know. I'm too busy laughing about setting his face, Tex. It's got the backup quarterback. They got a backup quarterback in there. They're doing Uh, okay, Duck. No, they started the backup quarterback this season. Wow. Wow. That's That's disrespectful. Casey ain't no backup dude. We all know that. Well, or okay, maybe it's not breaking news, but this is revisionist history. I think it's, it's, it's how we're going to classify this. But no, Casey Thompson is playing fantastic. Uh, two weeks without a punt. Um, I don't know if that's going to continue again this week. But uh, let's go around the horn here. I, I would think that we are all expecting uh, Casey in the offense to keep to keep going. Yes or, or, or no? Yeah. I am, but with a caveat, it's TCU, and there's just something about Max Duggan. There's something about the Longhorns that brings out the best in Max Duggan. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. He is a he's a whirlwind when it comes to playing Texas. He's two and zero against the Longhorns, and he just has there's some kind of gear that he shifts into when it comes down to Texas, and 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 for me. I, I fully expect him to cover. I just do. I do. But but I just I wonder what's going to happen if the Horn Frogs hit him in the mouth. Max Doug is very fast and very elusive and, and plays well against Texas. I expect him to win this game by by 15 or 16 points, but I don't I'm not expecting it to be easy only in the early going. You know, I got him covering, too. I, I don't know if it's going to be easy, but. It's like Mac Engel said on our podcast yesterday. You know, Max Duggan really hadn't improved. He's still the same guy. He's a good college quarterback, but he's not great. He he just raised the level of his play in this series. But you know, I mean, SMU ran all over TCU at home. If SMU can do that, what's Bajan Robinson going to do? So I I think they're going to be winning by two touchdowns or more too. It may take a while. But uh, I tell you, with the way uh, Sarkeesian mentioned the Alamo Bowl and TCU's 31-point comeback, that registered with him. And uh, he's not going to let up, and especially after the lack of mental intensity, as he put it in the second half against Texas Tech. He ain't about to let that happen again. So I think TCU's going to get it all 60 minutes from Texas, and they just got a whole lot more talent than TCU. Yeah, I think, you know, the one thing that would give me pause offensively is just recent history. Um, 
you know, two years ago, tech, Texas scored 50 against Kansas and the next week lost in Fort Worth, um, scored 27. And Sam probably had his worst game um, as a Longhorn. Last week it was 63 up in Lubbock and then they turned around and lost, uh, you know, TCU. And granted, you know, Keontae stresses a little bit further. You know, that that's a different story, but they still slipped a lot offensively and lost. Um, so, you know, things can happen. This TCU team, for whatever reasons, reason, has had their number. I don't think that's the case this year. Texas is just a better team. But, you know, they can't just stroll in there thinking that they're going to win because, you know, I can guarantee you those Horn Frogs have a, you know, I, I doubt Gary's been kind to them this week. I'm sure they have gotten a, a lot of a lot of yelling and a lot of maybe extra laps of practice after the way they lost that SMU game and then knowing Texas is right around the corner. So um, they're going to be fired up. They're going to be ready to go. Texas should win. And um, but I don't think it's going to be a 70 to 35. I, I think that offense is Cameron Dicker is not going to be kicking extra points this week. I want to know who's the designated flag planner for Texas. I want, was Sarkeesian do it himself or uh, Dicker, Casey? Who would it be? BJ Foster. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe worthy. <laughs> there, there, could, could, could be, could be excellent. No, I, I think these guys will be under strict orders if, uh, <laughs> if Texas wins. Everyone to the locker room, get off the field. Get off, get off the field quickly. You know, I, 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 I just sort of feel like that this is a game um, that is a coaching staff game. I mean, we can talk about all the matchups, but and, and everything else. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just sort of feel like that if if the players are buying into what Sarkeesian's saying, and he is a uh, if he is the no drama, just go win, baby type of coach that we've seen. Um, if we all agree that Texas has better players and should win and maybe cover, then then it seems like this is on Sark. You know, it's like we know that TCU has his attention. His job is to get the players' attention. If we all agree Texas has better players, then this should be, you know, kind of an open and shut case. Yes. This isn't the first time that Texas had better players against Correct. TCU. Correct. It's not, and so this is coming down to preparation, mental adjustments, dealing with a little bit of success and, and, and getting back to square one, starting over. It's like in boxing. You have a big round. You remember what got you started in that big round. In the next round, you come right back out and you start back with that first process. And that's what Sarkeesian is doing, mm -hmm. I think. And I think they'll be very well mentally prepared to go in there against a, in a raucous 48,000 seed aim at Carter Stadium and take care of business. 48,000? The Lake Travis Stadium holds that much. I mean, come on, you know? Come on, TCU. And the tickets are more expensive to a Lake Travis game. That's a good point. That's a good point. As a Lake Travis uh, resident, I can guarantee that. I can guarantee that. Yeah. They um, might have more Longhorn fans there Saturday than TCU. Well, that's that's what Mac told us. Fans. Mac Engel said that on the podcast. He expects there to be just as many Texas fans. There right. Now. I won't be surprised at all if that's the case. We really, we really should have a sponsor, and the sponsor should be the On Second Thought podcast. Longhorn Confidential should be brought to you by On Second Thought with Kirk and Sam. We, we do have the guests. We do have the guests. It's not. It's not. It's not our first glance. It's On Second Thought, <laughs> as it was today. You know, this is today. The the podcast dropped today, and. And we're reviewing it. And so we're on second thought on on second thought. You know, here's the other thing, too. You know, Cowboys may be America's team, but by golly, the Longhorns are America's 11 a.m. team. 
That wow. well, OU, OU would challenge you on that. OU would definitely yeah. want to fight you for that mantle of who's the best 11 a.m. kickoff team, which and we will find out next week. That'll be on the line next week in the Cotton Bowl. You're right. At 11. At 11, naturally. Yeah, film at 11 a.m., unfortunately. And what about Troy um, Mary? Season-ending surgery. Troy Mary, wide receiver. We barely knew him. He's why are you talking league. about him in the past tense? He'll be back next season, though. Season's over, second, second year in a row. Second year in a row that second year in a row that Troy Mary, um, lot, lots of hope and uh, zero production because he never saw the field in a single game uh, for two for two what will be two full calendar years now. Uh, O'Mary with a knee injury just before the season opener, um, and it was thought that he was going to be back in three to four weeks. That was the initial timetable. Then it got to be the third and fourth week. It's still no Troy O'Mary. So, Burrs up uh, for Troy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But that that would have been a guy that that uh, you know I know Longhorn fans, especially recruiting watchers, are super were super pumped to try to see him out there. Uh, Texas could have definitely definitely used another a weapon out wide. Um, but you know, let's let's we're, we're, we got to wrap this up here. We're almost out of time. Let's go around the horn one more time. Uh, Danny, let's start with you. Your thoughts on on going into the weekend here. I think I think Texas wins. I think Texas covers. Um, at the beginning of the year, this was the game, a game that I was worried about. I thought Texas was going to lose just because TCU had their number, and I thought Texas would be four and zero at this point, kind of riding high, and TCU would catch them by surprise. But I think Texas has gotten their uppercut. I think uh, they were knocked to the ground by Arkansas. They delivered a Arkansas delivered a very early blow, and I think Texas has responded responded nicely. And I just think the better team wins, even though. I think uh, Gary will throw, and my son is screaming his p- prediction in the background. He's also picking picking Texas, uh, so we're, go- we're we're going with the Longhorns in the Davis home. Kirk, that's another litmus test. You know, like you said, it's Sark and his staff. Uh, can they handle a little new prosperity? I think they're going to go out to shut Zach Evans down and tell Max Dugan, "Beat us through the air if you're going to beat us." And I think the secondary is on alert that the coaching staff is going to be watching for improvement. So I think it's uh, Texas wins uh, something like 38-24, maybe some anxious moments in the first half. But I think uh, they're just the better team. And Sark has not experienced any of those seven dominant wins by TCU in the last nine years. So he's out to make some new memories and earn some respect, and I think he will. Ted? I agree with Chuck Davis and Duck Bowles. It's time for some new memories. It starts this week. I think they beat TCU 34-24. I, th- I think they go into the Oklahoma game as a pick them. They're every bit as good as OU if they survive this test. The Oklahoma Sooners have not been impressive. Spencer Reidler has not met that Heisman hype. And so... And they're not covering. I know people that are very upset with them about that. They're not covering the Sooners. The Longhorns are covering. And they're going to cover again. They're going to win by double digits. And I think, I think barring any major catastrophe injuries, they, in my book, will be favored to beat the Oklahoma Sooners after three very good double-digit wins. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely with, with all you guys – Good teams win, great teams cover. I'm not saying Texas is a great team, but I do think they will cover cover this weekend. Um, and I think that it really helps that, you know, 
every team has sort of a thing with Texas that Sark can jump on. You know, Texas Tech in their long history, TCU, you know, 7-2 and two against the Bevos. Next week is Oklahoma. There's a, there's a built-in storyline uh, for the head coach uh, every week, it seems like, uh, to, to get his guys fired up. Um, what will be the best thing about this trip to Fort Worth? Danny, will it be where we eat? How much money we spend on our expense reports, which are now being eagle-eyed, or will it be the football game itself? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the game because I don't know uh, where where we're gonna eat or how much we're gonna be allowed to spend. I'm trying to stay out of trouble at work, so I'm just gonna go go with the with the win with with Texas winning us making deadline. I think that's the best thing, and us having some uh, you know it's always nicer to talk to players after a win. They seem to be in a lot. Uh, a lot better mood. So I, I'm, I'm assuming you know, Texas wins and we have some uh, happy players and happy coaches and happy readers to deal with afterwards, which is always a nice way to spend a weekend, I suppose. Said, w- said, will you be breaking Gannett's financial back this week? Uh, no, but I will <laughs> be enjoying an adult beverage in the company of two of my brothers. I'm not going to mention which one of us is not going to be on this trip. But I think he's wearing a mint green golf shirt. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I, I I will be uh, having a uh, nice time, and we will we we will enjoy ourselves in the Metroplex. And by the way, this will be my second of three straight weekends straight yes. in the Metroplex. I did Aggies last week. I'm getting the Horns Frogs this week, and God willing, I will be here for OU. Texas next week. So Kirk, what will you be doing while we are in Fort Worth? Be chronicing those uh, Aggies and is their season over before it almost started? Can Mississippi State and the Pirates uh, knock them off at Kyle Field? Is Zach Calzada growing as a quarterback? And and Alabama looms large uh, for the Aggies the following week. Just as we will be one day closer to another Texas OU by the time this weekend is over. Can't wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't wait. But can't put a card for the horse. Texas and TCU coming up Saturday from Amon Carter Stadium uh, in downtown Cowtown. Uh, We will be there for sure. You can read all of it on hook'em.com. And make sure you go and check out Kirk and Sed's podcast, On Second Thought, with Mac Engel, a wild child himself, uh, and a a brilliant writer uh, for the Star-Telegram. But for that, that's going to be it for Longhorn Confidential. We'll wrap this one up. For Kirk, Danny, and Sed, I'm Brian, and we'll talk to you next time.